Hello and welcome to another episode of Small Town Sports Talk. As always, I'm Jonah Freeman with co-host Andrew Will, and today we have another special guest, Andrew. Jonah, you're absolutely right, and we are both incredibly excited to welcome this guest because we have been trying. It's been a goal of ours to get every collegiate men's basketball coach on our podcast from the state of Indiana, and we get to add another one today, and we're really proud to introduce him. He was born in Iowa, went to college at the University of South Dakota, has been an assistant all over the place, and is the second uh, winningest coach in Indiana State University history. We're excited to welcome Greg Lanson. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Really excited to have you. Uh, first things first, we always ask, during COVID-19, uh, how have you been holding up? Actually, pretty good. You know, uh, tried to be as positive as, as possible. And uh, with everybody going through uh, this together, um, we've really tried to do a lot of things with our guys on Zoom calls and just staying in touch with them uh, individually. Uh, we've been doing some very educational, some great things. Um, obviously, with the, this, the racial uh, unrest, uh, we, we've talked a lot about that. We've had guest speakers a lot of exercises uh, and just going through things together as a team. Uh, rather do it in person, um, but uh, we can't do that yet. Hopefully we're moving closer to that. But uh, I think uh, our guys have been outstanding. They've been very under, been very patient and um, willing to, to do the things that we've, we've gone through uh, as a team um, in this new normal here. So I think we've handled it as well as we can. Um, I know we're just all excited to get back and get together uh, on campus. Right. We'll get back to your team, but uh, wh- what have you been doing uh, to stay occupied? Like, what are you watching? What am I watching? <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of Netflix at night, I know that. You know, we're going through uh, my wife and I watching a lot of Netflix at night, but with uh, What myself, are some of your favorite shows? Oh, geez. You know, obviously Ozark. Uh, we love Peaky Blinders, um, Homeland. Um, we've gone through a lot of them, you know, and we're searching for new ones all the time. So if you got any good recommendations, let me know. But I've, I've also taken it uh, since what happened uh, to, to George Floyd in, in Minneapolis and to so many others. Um, I've been trying to ed- educate myself as much as possible and go back through some history and uh, watching some very uh, powerful pieces online and, and then uh, talking about it with our guys. Right. And then I want to ask a question just about recruiting. I mean, obviously, it's a difficult time with that, just restrictions with the NCAA, all that. Uh, in a typical year, what do you like to look for as far as uh, like attributes and guys? What do you like to add to your team? Uh, you know, you look for a, a lot of different things. Obviously, you want somebody that's a good basketball player, but I like guys that are great teammates. You know, you can really tell um, how, they, how they interact with their teammates. I'm not a fan of negative body language. Uh, want guys that really play hard. Um, you know, you want the best players available. They need to be able to pass, dribble, and shoot. And uh, you want good athletes. But, uh, you know, we always try to build a team. You know, it's not just about an accumulation of, of talent. Where we try to build a team. And and guys that are going to fit well together. And, and we, uh, our staff, uh, guys that uh, um, on our staff, they've just done a heck of a job with it. And I'm excited to see. we got six new guys, so I'm excited to see how we can put this thing together. Right. You've been hammering a lot of the in-state talent recently, bringing in Jake Laravia, um, 
Kobe Barnes, some of those guys. How has the pandemic affected all that? Like, is it a different feel when you can't meet face-to-face with the guys? Does that make it difficult? It is, you know, and, you know, we've done some Zoom calling. We've uh, made some videos uh, of our staff, like a virtual tour and done all of that. Uh, We've already got a commitment uh, in the next class. And, uh, you know, we always try to start start at Terre Haute and work our way out. And we've done a great job of, we got several Indiana All-Stars on our team. We just had one. Uh, graduate in Bronson Kessinger, but right. uh, I think they've really, really done a good job within state and in a state, uh, you know, you're talking to all the coaches in, in Indiana, it is so uh, heavily recruited by schools from all over the country. You know, you right. can't just take a kid because he is from, um, from Indiana, but we've uh, uh, certainly been fortunate to get the ones that we've got. And uh, um, you know, it, it means a lot to them. You know, they want to come to their state school. they they know the history of Indiana State, and they want to uh, really come in here and, and, and make, uh, make their own mark. Right. And then um, one last thing on the pandemic. Do you guys have an idea of how you're going to start practices back up at the Terre Haute campus, or are you still – is it just a waiting game? Well, you know, it's, it's a waiting game in the fact that uh, you hope everything goes well. You know, right. we, uh, we're a school – we've got an outstanding um, trainer, uh, Connor Burton, and our, and our head trainer, Kellen Norris who comes, uh, he went to school at Indiana State, uh, so did Connor, but he was with the Colts. Uh, our, our team doctors are outstanding. Uh, they've worked awfully hard on this, you know, and uh, we got to go through our protocols, our phase one, or our, we're in phase zero. Then you go to phase one and phase two, and uh, then we can get the guys uh, working together. But uh, the biggest thing is uh, they get them to campus, get them their quarantine for seven days, and then uh, being able to come into our facilities. I'm glad right. to hear that. Uh, and from the pandemic, and hopefully you get into a uh, next basketball season. But you mentioned you got six guys coming in, six new guys. Um, what What are your expectations for the upcoming year? Well, we want to win the Missouri Valley Conference. We want to win the tournament. We want to go to the NCAA tournament. You know, those are always our goals. To, to those are be, some good goals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you want to. Uh, um, our league is so tough and so good. Um, our, our non-conference schedule is, is always really difficult, but we want to be prepared when we get into the league. Uh, so we're ready for those, for those games. But, uh, you know, ha- having six new guys is different from us. And we have two fifth-year transfers, and they're in impo- important positions for us at scoring guard and point guard. Um, and, those, you know, getting those guys to campus, I'm excited about that so we can get with them. But we got two guys that have uh, – been very successful, played in big games and big atmospheres, NCAA tournaments. Um, so that those guys are going to be awfully important to us. And, uh, and then getting a, a three freshmen coming in, uh, two of them from two of them from Indiana, and then a point guard out of uh, Frisco, Texas, and a junior college a big man from Butler County. So it's a little bit of everything, you know, a little bit of everything. But like I said, we're trying to build a team, and we lost. Uh, two guy, two all-conference caliber guards that we had to replace, and, and we think we did that. Right. Um, I want to touch on upcoming sophomores because you had a lot of talented freshmen last year. I mentioned them early, Jake Laravia, Kobe Barnes, um, Trey Williams. People like Jake Laravia, people think you got to steal with him. What do you expect out of him year two, and what do you think he really needs to work on to expand his game, expand his range? Well, I mean, Jake is – 
uh, an outstanding teammate. Um, he, he's really good, uh, a really good basketball player with a tremendous work ethic. And that's just the tip of the iceberg with him. He's, uh, he's got some uh, leadership skills like, uh, you know, you, you want guys to have, but uh, he's at the upper tier of that. He's just made, he's built different. Um, you want guys just like Jake. And then, you know, he just came in uh, a couple weeks ago and he's 6'9", 230, so he's 15 pounds heavier right. uh, than what he was last year. And, and his skill level's outstanding. I mean, he's like a guard at 6'9". He can score inside and out. He's athletic. He's got a great IQ. And he is one tough dude. I mean, he is a competitive, um, competitive guy. And uh, he's got high aspirations for himself and his team. Um, and he was – I thought he was the best freshman in the league last year. We've got very good – that's to take nothing away from uh, very good players on other, other teams. But uh, Jake's, Jake's, you know, he's a confident guy. And, and he's looking forward to get a, getting, a, getting a going with his team. Coach, speaking of your upcoming season, I I uh, went to Monrovia. We go to Monrovia High School, actually. And I was on the sideline uh, able to watch Cooper Nice during uh, his sectional game. And Cooper Nice, one of your players, I want to ask you about him. H- how is he doing? Um, what has he been like, to, like improving as a player? Uh, what's his role going to be this upcoming year? Well, his role is going to be like everybody else. You know, it's it's what you earn, you know, and, and we think we're going to be one through 14, be very, very deep and competitive at every position. So it's, you know, those those are the best teams we've had where our practices are highly competitive and guys fighting for, for playing minutes and, and Coop's right in that mix. You know, he's a part-time starter last year for us as a sophomore. Um, and then when we got to the conference, he was, he was coming off the bench, sixth, seventh guy and uh, he's, you know, he's a prolific scorer, as everybody knows how he was in high school, and he's expanded all area of his game, all areas of his game um, since he's been with us, you know, and he's, he's a good teammate and, and uh, just continued to grow, you know, he's continued to grow, uh, being as successful as he was scoring the basketball in high school, uh, then originally going to Butler and, and coming over to us uh, on that uh, work sided uh, to have him for a couple more years and see 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 what he brings to us. Right, and then I want to mention one more guy in particularly, and that's Tyreek Key. You had mentioned you lost two really good players, and it was incredible to watch Tyreek and Jordan Barnes play and share the floor last year. Um, what do you expect out of Tyreek now? He's kind of taking the the role as that main leader, that main scorer. What are, what are you excited about with him? Yeah, as a sophomore, he led the league in scoring. And then last year, I think he was second, and he's uh, been back-to-back first-team all-league. You know, and that's pretty impressive in what he's doing there. And he's just climbing um, up the all-time list with his scoring. And he knows that he wants his team to win, too. You know, and I think he's going to accept any role that he has. He's taken it very personally uh, to become a better defender. Um, and he is really, he's really bought into that, uh, working hard at it. And and I'll say this about Tyreek. There's no one uh, that works any harder, harder at his craft than him. I mean, he absolutely lives in the gym uh, before, after practice, uh, in the morning, at night. Uh, he lives, eat, and breathes it. Uh, he really does. And I'm excited to, uh, for his senior year and to, to see what kind of things we can accomplish. 
Right. So, Coach, in your uh, coaching career, you obviously played at the University of South Dakota. You took an assistant role there. You took a trip to the high school level for a couple of years. Two stints at Indiana State, uh, at Iowa for a stint as an assistant before becoming the head coach of Indiana State University. I want to ask you, how, how did you get into coaching, and uh, who were some of your role models? Well, my dad. My dad's a retired Hall of Fame high school coach out of Iowa, so it's really um, the only thing I really ever wanted to do. So I felt like I've been around uh, a great coach my whole life. I'm just lucky enough that he was he was my dad, and I've been fortunate enough to grow up, grow up in a basketball family, and uh, my my path has been a little different. You know, I, I didn't skip a step. I I hit every step um, on the way up to becoming a head coach, and I really think that helped uh, shape me. I've, I've had outstanding um, uh, coaches to learn from. My college coach, Dave Boots, uh, Steve Alford there at Iowa, and at the top of that list is Royce Waltman, uh, who's no longer with us. So just been very, very uh, blessed to, to be in the position I'm, I'm in. I've enjoyed every every step of it, and I'm, it's just like the same thing I'm going to do this year. I'm going to I'm going to enjoy every day with our guys. Coach, you mentioned Steve Alford. I've been an IU fan my whole life. I've heard stories about Steve Alford. What was that like being an, an assistant under him at Iowa? You know, I got to – when he was the head coach at Missouri State, I got to know his dad very well, Sam, because he was an assistant uh, with him. And every time we were out recruiting, uh, Sam and I would sit and talk and, and uh, got to know him uh, very well, which, which – uh, eventually helped me get on staff at Iowa. Um, you know, you, there's a little bit of a, a wow factor being a coach's kid and knowing he's a coach's kid and what he accomplished uh, as a high school player and as a college player uh, and as an NBA player. So um, he's a hardworking, uh, obviously unbelievable basketball IQ. Uh, I'm very fortunate to spend seven years uh, – on the bench with him, you know, right down the street from my parents there in Des Moines. Um, so it was, uh, I've always been an Iowa fan growing up. So it was a dream come true. I, I learned a lot from, from coach and, and I owe him to this day. Right. I want to touch on some of your memories now to Indiana State. Uh, you and I had talked about it a little before this and one big thing has to be the 2011 March Madness team. You had a lot of good guys, um, Jake Odom, Dwayne Lathan, uh, RJ Maherin, Lucas Idol, both the Idol brothers, actually. Like, what was that like coaching that team? You have any fun stories to tell us? Oh, I mean, there's a lot of fun stories with that team. I mean, <laughs> it was my first uh, first year as a head coach, and you get a freshman like a like a Jake Odom uh, that eventually uh, turns into a leader of that team, you know. And he helped us win a bunch of ball games there. But the names you mentioned and a lot of others, um, it was an unbelievable group of young men. Uh, it was a it was a true team, and our chemistry was off the charts. Uh, we had some bumps uh, earlier in the season that these guys just rallied around. They learned from them. Uh, they pulled together. They learned to really fight for each other. You know, fight for the guy that's next to you. And uh, boy, we got got rolling. You know, we we again, you're you know in the Missouri Valley, and that's when we had Creighton uh, and Wichita. Uh, you're playing in great venues against very good basketball teams, very well coached teams, and we just continued to get better. And we got rolling at the end of the season, then went into the tournament and won three games in three days, and got into the NCAA tournament to to go uh, to Cleveland and play Syracuse. So there's a lot of special memories with that group, and 
we're going to honor them at our at our golf outing this summer. Uh, well, in September, uh, getting all those guys back. So that'll be a that'll be a lot of fun. I got to ask. Other than that, what's your favorite memory at Indiana State? I know you have a lot of them. You've been inside Assembly Hall and taken down Indiana. You've played in Mackey. I mean, you've got all kinds of things. What would you say is your favorite memory other than that 2011 team? Yeah, we've won at Indiana, won at Notre Dame. We've beaten a lot of ranked teams. Um, but, you, you know, you got to look at the uh, winning that game, the championship game against the Conzo Martin uh, championship team at Missouri State. Uh, right. We beat them to qualify for the tournament. And I get, I get emotional when I, think, <clears throat> when I think about it and talk about it. But uh, going into that locker room, um, and seeing the looks on those guys' face and just uh, how happy they were. That, that's why I'm still coaching, because I love uh, uh, seeing our guys uh, uh, experience uh, such, such, such exciting events and doing it together. You know, it's not just an individual thing. You're accomplishing uh, something special as a team. So um, I owe that group a lot, and, and I think about it all the time. That is undoubtedly a special moment for you and Indiana State. Uh, you mentioned earlier uh, Iowa, like growing up there, and then you got to be an assistant there for seven years. Uh, that was such a big honor. Growing up, were you a, a big Hawkeyes fan? Um, I, I just want to ask a couple questions. Like, what professional teams do people <laughs> from Iowa cheer for, and who did you cheer for growing up? Well, the Hawkeyes are the pro team in that state. So, yeah, I, I grew up a Hawkeye fan and in every sport, too. I mean, I, we're a sports family. I played – uh, three sports in high school, so uh, I loved loved uh, uh, all those sports. And then, you, if you're growing up in Iowa and you're an Iowa fan, and you got the, the the wrestling team too, so I got to be good friends with those guys and work out in their in their facility there. So, uh, yeah, growing up a Hawkeye and being able to um, sit on that bench and 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 be a part of uh, Carver Hawkeye Arena and in the Big Ten and um, Hawkeye fans are as good as it gets in this country and uh, still, you know, still cherish that as a, as a part of my uh, upbringing and growth as a coach. Um, some great times there. And I always want, always want the Hawkeyes to do well. I mean, Indiana State and the Hawks, but uh, your pro teams, you know, I'm, <laughs> you're looking at Chicago, you're looking at St. Louis. And, and uh, it's funny, I was always a Colts fan when they were the Baltimore Colts. Yeah. And shoot, I get, I get lucky enough to, uh, come over here to Indiana State when the when the Colts moved over here, so that's kind of neat because I've yeah. always been a Colts fan. Uh, that's that's pretty sweet. Um, so uh, a Colts fan. Well, you mentioned Chicago. Did you watch much of the Last Dance? Oh, absolutely. I think everybody did. You know, I was a Jordan guy. I mean, you oh really? To, oh yeah. You 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 have to respect somebody that uh, worked like he did. Uh, how competitive he was and his strive for greatness. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be at a couple um, of their training camps, two different years and just wow. how hard he worked in every practice. And then you, you know, practice was done. It wasn't over. He, he's grabbing Scotty. He's grabbing uh, Harper. He's grabbing uh, any of their guys to just go play one-on-one -on -one and just get after him. And he was relentless. I mean, he never, he never let down. I remember. So the just stories are true. Up. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I saw it firsthand, and you're just in awe of that guy. And when Roy Williams said uh, when Michael flipped on that switch, he never turned it off, um, that's that's true. I mean, he, he was on it from uh, way before practice till way after practice. 
you made the point. You got to respect that. Like I, I've I've grown up in the LeBron James era, and I I'm a huge Boston Celtics fan. <laughs> so while I might not like him, you you're absolutely right. You got to respect someone who is just that talented. And it sounds like he he worked very hard. Uh, who who are some of those players that you cheered for uh, growing up as a kid? Well, I, I hate to say it, but I was a Philadelphia 76er fan and Dr. Oh. J. You know, I was not uh, I was not a Larry Bird Celtics guy. <laughs> I was kind of uh, on the other side of that. But wow, um, gotten to know Larry Larry very well, and we I've la- I've told him told him that story, and we've laughed about it. But he's been good to me. But yeah, Dr. J. You know, Jordan. Uh, you're you're talking about LeBron. I'm a I'm a LeBron guy too, and uh, really lucky. A good friend of mine was their GM, David Griffin, who's now uh, with the Pelican, running the Pelicans. So I've I've seen uh, several finals playoff games with the with Cleveland. I've seen LeBron how he uh, carries himself in practice, and he's much like uh, Jordan was. You know, just uh, you go in there, you go to work. I mean, you're you're in there, you're working. Uh, at your craft to get better. So, you know, I, I've seen uh, up close and personal uh, some of the best, uh, the greatest. Well, Jordan is the greatest, uh, and LeBron's right up there. What do uh-huh. you think LeBron well, has to do to pass Jordan? <laughs> I don't know if he can pass him in, in a lot of people's view just because guys like my age, you know, we we grew up in that era with the Jordan. Uh, I don't – you know, all this talk about that stuff, you're talking just to a – great play I mean great as good as it's ever played and right. as good athletes as ever played I, I don't like to compare them let let's enjoy and celebrate uh, how great Michael was and I think we got to do that with the last dance and just let LeBron be LeBron I don't think you gotta uh, talk about Michael they can't play each other they, he and Kobe can't play each other I mean it's um, they're great um, in their era and what they're doing and I don't get into all that comparison stuff I just I really appreciate uh, their strive for for greatness right that's that's pretty special that you've gotten to be up close and personal watching each of them and uh, good point that we should we should just try it and enjoy our experience with each of them yeah but uh yeah, it's true. I mean, this, those teams couldn't play they can't play each other so we don't know uh-huh it, it, but it runs full circle as you said you cheered for uh, dr j who uh, had, had some memorable moments with larry bird now that you coach at the university where Larry Bird played, uh, uh, what is that like? You mentioned you've had, had gotten to have some conversations with him. Uh, what has that been like? Well, yeah, I mean, you're obviously in awe of a guy like Larry Bird. You know, I, even though I was maybe pulling for the for the uh, Sixers, I, I respected <laughs> and liked to, uh, how great Larry was and and uh, getting to know him. And it's really being in Terre Haute. Uh, there's there's four or five of the 79 team that are right there in the community that I'm friends with. And uh, they're they're It's like they played two years ago. You know, those guys are celebrated and, and, and popular and, and what they're doing. And I really appreciate how they've, how they've been to me personally and our program. They, they love it. They follow it. Uh, they come whenever they can. And uh, it's always great to see those guys. Has to be. Um, I want to hit a couple more things on college basketball. And, I mean, recently we've seen a lot. We've seen the introduction of the G League being an option out of high school. We have seen now transfer rules. A lot of coaches want those adjusted. 
we have seen people they they want money introduced to college basketball. Do you have the any opinions? Name, image, likeness. Yeah. Do you have awesome. any opinions on how all that can shape into the college game? Well, I don't think any of it's helping the college game, you know, and I, I think, you know, the the power five it's a little bit of the rich get richer. Uh I I I I think players should be able to, you know, do it them if they can if they can make money off their name and their ability, um, more power to them. Um, I don't like the transfer stuff just because, you know, you're trying, like I talked about, you're trying to build a team, you know, and you want in the Missouri Valley, we're fortunate to fortunate enough to have those guys for two to four years all the time. We don't get the one and dones, but it just makes it harder. You know, you're, there's way too many guys transferring. I mean, if, if they're not playing enough, they're transferring. If the guys, guys aren't willing to work and earn, uh, their keep all the time at the, at the place they're at. So. I don't think any of it is helping the college game. I love college basketball, but I also love the NBA. And I would, I would not want to um, any young man uh, that can play professionally and make money and make money off his likeness. Um, I would want them to do that, but I, uh, I, and I'll support it. I just think that it's um, leading away from, uh, from the quality of the college basketball game. Right. So do you feel like in your mind, do you think that players should be able to go straight to the league if you think if they have like if they believe they are at that level, do you think they should be able to go straight to the league? Oh, oh sure. I mean, I saw, you know, you see LeBron in high school. I mean, you're like, right. yeah, he, he can go straight to it. <laughs> Kobe Bryant can do it. But, it, you know, there's been some guys that have slipped through the, the cracks and, and not been successful at it. Uh, you know, the, the people around them, the advice they get. Uh, I would hate to see someone do that and then them not being able to play college basketball if if in case they they didn't make it or or playing at some level so I understand it I get you know there's no perfect system anyway and in in anything I mean it's like in any profession but uh, I think if they can and um, they are if they get drafted then then more power to them Right, and then we got one more thing for you. It's what we like to call the 60-second speed round. You have, obviously, 60 seconds. We've got about 10 questions compiled together. See how many you can get through in 60 seconds. Are you ready? I'll start the timer. Okay, let's pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Ready, set, go. What is your favorite non-basketball activity? Hanging out with my wife. Uh, Favorite song artist growing up? Oh, boy, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, EPMD. Uh, favorite movie? 45 seconds. Uh, Pulp Fiction. All right. Um, other than Indiana State and Iowa, do you have a college you would cheer for? Oh, since I'm down here in Scottsdale, I'll say Arizona State. All right. Favorite all-time player, Jordan? Jordan. 30 seconds. Okay. Um, what is your favorite pregame meal slash snack? Oh, my goodness. A pregame meal I eat with the guys eat chicken breast and pasta. Uh, favorite shoe brand? Well, I better say Under Armour. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got for you. We'll get through with 15 to spare. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> got it. If you could pitch a superpower, uh, what would it be and why? Oh, man. That's a good one. Uh, super strength, I guess. It would be, be nice to be able to just lift whatever you want or move whatever you want to, at any time. Uh, Red Lansing, everyone. Super strength. I like to hear it. Thank you so much for joining us and taking your time to join us on Small Town Sports Talk. I hope you know how much Jonah and I appreciate it. Uh, Just thank you. Well, I appreciate you guys at any time.
Really glad to have you on. Thank you to our listeners for listening. If you have made it this far, remember to follow us on Twitter at ST Squared 2. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and many more. I'm Andrew Willett with Jonah Freeman. And today, Red Lansing. Thank you for listening. That's ST Squared.